Hello, and welcome back to Knights of Evening Star. Dramatic intro. My name is Mark Sherlock Humes, and I'm the Dungeon Master for this Cormirian campaign of kingdoms and castles, knights and war wizards. And joining me are my wonderful players. Da -da -da -da, as you can see before us, I am joined by the ever lovely Mika Burton, the wonderful Anna Prosler, the handsome Nate Sharp, and the wonderfully kind-hearted handsome fellow that is jonathan indovino what uh, john gets dude, all just, like he's not got four yeah, what, what's up with that what's going no, no, on here no no no, no. He's who's right. my he's favorite completely right okay you're right actually sorry <laughs> that's fair all right guys, but it's true it's true look when i have to do this stuff on the spot i'm just like it's just word vomit i'm just like you know blah, actually blah, happened blah, blah, blah. mark said what he really felt about all of you guys and mark feels nothing for me so he just took all the <laughs> things he just said and put them in an oreo and said yeah this is shady there it i guess is, there it is. i mean that's not true it. but i don't know what to say <laughs> check me <laughs> no don't kill me tonight here shady, no, shady. here this will make you feel you better look there's a dog right there she looked at Aww. that just like oh, she's just out, staring watching. at you. I know she's just that's awkwardly so staring at me. She's I do like, feel better. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank yeah. you Rainy. Uh, <laughs> welcome everybody for some fun D and D times. Uh, we hope you are. We hope you are doing well and that you are looking forward to the game, my good fellow players. I hope you are all uh, warmed up and ready to play. I hope lots of people have been getting. Uh, we've had a bit of a break, so hopefully you are all. Raring to go, ready to go, but lots of Baldur's Gate to uh, kind of tide you over, I would hope. Um, but if not, oh well, we'll play now. <laughs> Look, I don't know what I'm doing half the time, so let's just do a recap. <laughs> yeah, um, last time on Knights of Evening Star, our party arrived in the city of Arabelle of Cormir. Our nobles, mercenary, and war wizard attended a formal dinner hosted by Duchess Celeste Marlier. The dinner introduced the group to various movers and shakers of the Cormarian city, including an old acquaintance of Azara's, Gawain Huntscrown, the, uh, the soon-to-be Duke of Marsemba. The arrival of a Lord Cormoril and his guest Lady Shadowbriar shocked the party, and Azara spoke with Lady Shadowbriar whilst Agnes got to know Gawain. Marcel and Tarkal kept an eye on the dinner, but a misunderstanding between Tarkal and Azara saw them step away for just a moment, and as the pair step away to resolve their issues, one of the guests fell ill and then appears to change in personality, brandishing a strange knife from nowhere and summoning a winter Elandrin who proceeded to attack the dinner as the strange knife billows frost and ice throughout the room. And we, my good friends, are starting mid-combat. And I completely forgot to send White Text Friend a map, which I can send now. <laughs> Just as a sort of reminder of, of where you guys are. Uh... We'll send that there. Uh, <laughs> we were too busy chatting that I Oops. forgot to send that over. Um, so yeah, we are going to jump straight into combat to set the scene. Uh, there are three large white wolves accompanying a blue-skinned Eladrin who is wielding a longsword. The Eladrin is currently stood on the top of a large, long dining table, whilst the wolves have descended onto the floor and the room below and have begun attacking several of the other nobles. Uh, Marcel has engaged uh, two of them, one on either side of him, along with Gawain Huntscrown, uh, the, the noble that Azara uh, knew and Agnes has been getting to know. Uh, meanwhile, Aaron and the rest of the nobles are desperately trying to find a way out, but the walls of the chamber have been sealed by ice and rime. 
Um, Lady Shadowbriar is currently attending to the fallen priestess who seem to be taken over by some sort of spell, whilst Azara and Agnes are engaging at ranged with the Winter Eladrin. Uh, and Agnes has summoned a fiery saber tooth tiger into the room. So cool. As well, very, very cool. Um, but yeah, uh, so that is where we are going to begin today and it is uh, i believe that we started with marcel last week we finished with marcel last week mm -hmm. with marcel delivering a crit with his shadow blade and a couple more strikes uh, injuring the white wolves quite badly two of them seem to be heavily injured bleeding a kind of d a dark thick black blood onto the floor the other one seems relatively uninjured um and the elantrian has taken a little bit of damage as well as Marcel's turn ends, the knife that is currently embedded into the center of the table continues to billow out. It's kind of rolling ice fog that fills the room and crawls up the sides, encasing everything into ice. And I would require everybody to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. Mm, oh, no, indeed. My is six six so i'm just going to check the dc on this and then i can just tell you if you got below a certain amount uh anybody who gets below 14 you are going to take some damage uh so who got above a 14 14 or higher okay so azara and uh Tarkle both succeeded marcel and agnes fails um i will also roll for some of the npcs um so those of you who failed you take four points of cold damage uh those who succeeded to take two uh elissa fails um shadowbriar also fails uh, and aaron succeeds uh and gawain i need to do as well gawain also succeeds um so you can see as this fog rolls out the nobles at the back of the room as the whole dining chair room is filled with this frost and rime and ice cold temperatures several of them begin sort of clutching their bodies and shivering falling to their knees clearly in agony from the cold even aaron you can see is still desperately wailing against where the door is but he is blistered with frost um and seems to be in quite bad pain uh and that brings us to Azara Mithras, it is your turn. First, I'm going to spend two sorcery points to quicken a spell. Okay. Um, and I'm going to cast Summon Elemental Spirit at the fourth level. Okay. And I'm going to summon my Fire Spirit. Um, okay. And then I am going to cast... Where am I? So to imagine this, imagine you have a large, uh, almost like ballroom-like room. Ballroom -like room. Mm -hmm. In the middle is a very long uh, table. You are just on the northern side of said table. And the Aladrin and the knife are where in relative? Right in the smack center, center of the long table itself. So stood on top of it. Is she the closest to where I and my fire spirit are currently? Where you've summoned it. So there are also three winter wolves in the mm -hmm. room. Mm -hmm. um, one of them is near enough to you because it breathes frost all over you on the last uh, right, round. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is within sort of like 10 feet of you. Okay. She's probably within about the same amount of distance because you okay. stepped away so you didn't have any disadvantage on range spells. Right. Okay. I will cast Firebolt at the wolf that is the closest to me. Is your summon uh, spirit a bonus action? It is a spell, and then my firebolt is a cantrip, and I quicken my spell. 
That's right. You quickened the you quickened the summon elemental spirits. Yes. So it becomes a bonus action, yes. and then cantrip to do yes. the thing. Perfect. Yes. That's exactly the way it goes. Uh, oh, that's a crit! Oh, we're starting okay. off well. So uh, uh, the way I do the crits is you maximize the damage dice, and then you roll the damage dice again. So that's twenty points of fire damage. At I max. love Mark's crits. Um, and then... yeah, you won't love them when I hit you with them. No, uh, no. Fair. And then I just roll. So was it 2d10? 2d10. So yeah, yeah. you just roll 2d10 again. And then that's 9 plus a 0. What is a 0? 10. Oh, that's 19 extra points. 39 points of fire damage. Um, So you watch as this swirl of fire launches forward out of uh, Azara's hands, um, colliding into this Eladrin's chest. The flame rolls over their body and their form. Their clothing begins to burn away, and you see them properly recoil in pain as they do so. Um, As they do, Azara, uh, in a reaction... Oh, shit. Okay. In a reaction, Mm. I need you to make a constitution saving throw as they kind of thrust their hand forward and a blast of ice and frost uh, erupts in a frigid rebuke. Six, ten. Ten. You're going to take some damage. Uh, You take eight points of cold damage, Azara, as this kind of blast of ice uh, rebukes you after being hit. Okay. Um, Well, that was rude. But now my elemental spirit is going to go. It does. Um, it is going to attack the knife on the table with its first because it has two hits. Okay. Um, mm, so okay. I want it sure, to sure, go sure. for the knife first, kind of mm-hmm. swipe at it with its fiery dragon claw. So that's a 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 17 to hit a knife. 17 or hit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, th- that does hit. It does hit. Okay. Roll damage for me. Uh, one d ten plus eight. That's ten points of damage. Fire. Ten damage. points of damage. So, where's the claw slams into the knife on the ground? Uh, on in sorry, embedded into the the table. Um, the knife is clearly stronger than it would naturally be. Right. Okay. Normally, such a blow would would break a, a similar kind of piece of ice or glass. Mm-hmm. It cracks heavily. The blow is enough to kind of weather this giant crack down the side. Mm-hmm. And you can see that this, the ice and the frost and the rime that's kind of billowing and swelling out of it begins to become more erratic, becomes more unstable. Okay. Uh, well, I might as well have him take a second crack at it. Sure. Uh, that is a 12 to hit. 12 is not going to be enough. So this time the, because it, it's quite small uh, okay. and this thing is quite tough. The second claw comes in and it, it carves up most of the table, but doesn't quite get a good enough strike against this uh, knife embedded into the table. You were very close to hitting it, but not quite enough. All right. Well, that's my turn. Okay. Um, after Azara, we have Tarkle. Uh, Tarkle, I believe you had sort of uh, dived to the side and you were engaged with some of the wolves um, after throwing your knife at the Eladrin. Yes. Um, so it's really funny because I ha- Mika literally did what I wanted to do, and now oh! I'm trying. To- well, that's great though, because now I- I'm trying to decide like what Tarko. I think I think uh, if the wolves are around him, I think Tarko's just going to go for the closest wo- wolf with his kiss of silver. Okay, it'd be the one fighting Gawain. So beside you. Okay. Cool. Uh, twenty plus seven. Uh, ooh, fourteen plus seven. Twenty-one. 21 will definitely hit yes Uh, these these wolves are very large um they're much much larger than a normal wolf would be and their hide although tough isn't particularly difficult to strike okay cool 
1d4 plus 4, so 6 damage. And then, I, it, dude, it's only been a week, but my brain is uh, fried. I know I, it wasn't a surprise, but I went before them in... So I get my, I so do get my sneak attack, right? Well, so that would you're going before them in in the first round of combat gives you advantage, but because you have an ally within five feet, you do get sneak attack. That's well, right. Well, technically, you. Gawain counts as an ally uh, because you're fighting the same enemy, but whether you okay. consider him an ally is up to you. Uh, right now, I do. Well, actually, yeah. I don't know because uh, I forgot all the stuff. That one <laughs> do I want all Six, this extra damage? Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. He's my friend. I promise. Uh, Fifteen and plus two, seventeen. So seventeen extra points on top of the seventeen six. extra points. Yeah. So your kiss of silver as it kind of flies out of your hand, this kind of flash of gleaming metal. Um, it pierces through into the creature's side. You hear it howl um, in pain, and then with a kind of flick of your wrist, it returns to kind of silvery mist and reforms back in your sheath um, as you do so. Uh, anything else, Tarkle, on your turn? Uh, I don't think so, no. I'm going to stay put. Okay, Agnes, your turn. And then you have your Sabertooth go straight after you. I think I have, if I remember correctly, I have not summoned my fire spirit yet. I don't have a record of having done it. I think you summoned it, but hadn't had, um, I don't think it had taken like any major turns yet. I think you did summon it in the same turn you got the Conjure Animal. Because it's a bonus action to summon it, right? I think it's an... No, it's an action. Okay, then you didn't have. Don't I don't think you did summon it then because you summoned the saber tooth instead. All right. Um, I'm just going to use my action to. I'm not in melee with anyone or in. Uh, you are. The Eladrin is right over you. She stood on this table and you are beside her because she struck you with her sword or their sword last time. Right. That's true. It's been two weeks, so I refreshed <laughs> myself on the combat before tonight. I was yeah, watching sorry, the video. I should have done that. No, no, no. It's no, I don't expect you guys to remember. It was a long time ago. I'm going to. And you can always take the disengage action if you wanted to move away from. Yeah, I'm better at range. I'm going to disengage. Mm -hmm. So it's your action to disengage, then you can mm -hmm. move 30 feet away. Do you want to go towards where Aaron and the nobles are, which is the kind of the back of the room where the doors come in? Or do you want to go to one of the sides? I want to go... Assuming that my saber-toothed tiger is like... Right in the middle of the hole. Yeah. Kerfuffle. Wherever the saber-toothed tiger is facing... From mm -hmm. the middle, I want to go to the other side of the room against the wall. Yeah. So, so that would that be the would be right hand us. side. Yeah. So you go to yeah. the right hand side, which is the where the balcony that Azara and Tarkal had been speaking on. So you kind of rush Great. over to that side. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then your saber tooth gets its its turn. Yeah, and it was in um, melee with one of the wolves, right? It was. Yes. Yes. Great. And it is going to bite. It's so actually nom, nom. next to Marcel was fighting that one as well. Marcel dealt several quite nasty blows to it and was very surprised that it was not dead. <laughs> Wait, it, mm, yeah, no, it'll bite. Sure. Oh man, 10. 10 will not hit. It kind of tries to clamp its jaws around the wolf. The wolf tosses it to the side, snarling, baring its fangs. <sighs> Poor kitty. Yeah. Anything else, Agnes? No, that's it. Okay, the wolves will go. First of all, I'm going to see if one recharges its frost breath. It does not. Uh, so a couple of things happen. Marcel, after heavily injuring one of them um, and with two on either side, they are going to both basically try and engage you and try and bite you to pieces. Um, the other one is going to position itself 
um, so that Agnes and Tarkal are within a cone, and it's going to try and breathe some frost. In fact, actually, no, it's only got 15 foot. It wouldn't hit Agnes. So it will probably target Tarkal and Elissa uh, with a cone of breath. But first of all, Marcel, um, these things, they kind of work like raptors like but uh, like um pack animals uh one gets on one side of you the other gets on the other side and they're going to try and give each other advantage through their pack tactics uh as they try and bite you so the first one is a 23 to hit the second one is a 24 to hit wow both of those hit yep <laughs> that's that advantage really came in handy there so the first one is going to be eight 12 points of damage piercing damage and i need you to make a strength saving throw doing the fancy animation <laughs> eight Eight. So it bears you to the ground. It kind of bites you down and drags your leg down to the ground. And then the second one savages you whilst it's on top of you for another 14 points of piercing damage. As they're biting into your wrists and arms as you're trying to keep them off you and away from your vital sport spots um, as they do so. Uh, and then Tarkle, I would like you and Alyssa, who I will roll for, to make dexterity saving throws. I don't know why I'm rolling twice. Ooh, mine's plus seven. Oh, oh and I yeah, rolled a These things four? don't know that you're a rogue and you're really good at these. So. <laughs> but I'm, I only rolled a four, so it's an 11. An 11. You fail, which ah, because of evasion. Yes. But I think you have evasion, right? Can I, yeah, can I, can, I, can I use evasion? So I think evasion means that you take half damage anyway, even on a failure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rogues. Uh, <laughs> and I'm rolling really bad for damage as well, by the way. Um, so that would be 14 points of cold damage. You take seven points of cold damage, uh, okay. Tarkle, um, and Alyssa will take 14 points of cold damage. Poor Alyssa is blasted by this frost breath um, as she's trying to kind of fight off one of these uh, creatures as she does so. Uh, right, there's a lot of NPCs. Gawain, uh, Tarkle will focus on the one that you and him have been fighting. Um, he gets three attacks. So the first one is a miss. The second one is a miss. The third one is a miss. That is all three misses. So um, as you're fighting, the the blast of ice kind of throws him off and he's thrusting with his sword, trying to use kind of fancy sword techniques. But this creature is just hounding him and keeping him at bay. The Eladrin woman, uh, the Eladrin figure, I should say, uh, will raise her hands up and you see... Um, images, four spectral images of them appear uh, and they are indistinguishable as she kind of splits into four individuals um, that all seem to be around uh, and then she will she will probably take a swing at the probably at the saber tooth actually no in fact azara just hit her for loads of damage hit them for loads of damage she'll point her finger and cast a ray of frost towards you azara uh, for a uh, where's her spell attack bonus oh good I didn't actually add it onto this character great good job me uh, that is going to be I'll do it as soon as that 15 to hit my armor class is 15 that so is a that hit, hit. Then, I'm afraid Aww. yeah it is so this beam this pale beam of frost uh, strikes into you for 7 points of cold damage and your speed is reduced by 10 feet um, as it coats around you and yeah there's now these four shimmering forms around them Elissa will fight one of the wolves 
In fact, actually, she will also use her leadership. Uh, so Alyssa will call out. Um, she starts kind of taking the military command, um, not barking orders, but Gawain, Tarkal, move on to either side of it. You can strike at each other better. Marcel, I'm going to come and support you. Azara, Agnes, give us cover. And she's going to use her leadership ability. Um, every creature can add a D4 to any attack rolls or saving throws you make nice. uh, for the next minute. Um, so it's kind of, and that's everybody. So everybody uh, from all of the combatants gets to do so. Aaron. You can see his muscles slowing down as he's chipping away at this wall, trying to break the ice. But every time he does, it just reforms as this fog and smoke from the dagger plumes out. And he kind of slumps down onto his knees. And he's now just like with one hand and like a candlestick, like bashing on it. You can see like his his lips are turning blue. His skin has gone pallid white. Um, It's like his tips of his ginger hair are beginning to frost. um, And he's just pounding on the door. Most of the other nobles look like they're about to fall on conscious uh, from this cold temperature um as they do so the only last the last thing that you see uh and agnes and marcel you guys pick up on this can you both make perception checks for me because you're high passives you get a chance to notice some stuff going on 25 25 on a perception check this is the only character i've ever had with really good perception and all (laughs) my other characters never notice anything it's very fulfilling and i appreciate it and then mine was 19 19 okay so both of you as you are fighting in this desperate battle you just happen to notice that um lady shadowbriar has kind of grabbed the priestess the one who suddenly plunged this knife into the table she's dragged her to the side and she's kind of crouched over her and she see- she's casting a spell and you don't know the exact spell she's casting you she's kind of got her back to you but you hear the words um as as she after she casts the spell you hear her say i'm just trying to find the exact wording here um you remember what they look like uh is what you hear her from like the sounds of battle you manage to make out you remember what they look like um and yeah she casts some sort of spell uh marcel it's your turn so am i prone you are prone yep so half movement to stand up if you would like to stand up and you have two wolves on either side of you they are very badly hurt both of them um would i be able to let's see would i be able to cast sword burst without having to get up yeah you can cast a spell without having to get up yeah sure okay cool um so i'm gonna do that also the spell requires a deck saving throw so if they're staying on me does that mean anything for their save, Mark Humes? They're not they're not grappled from you, but I will how about this? I'll give them a small penalty, a minus two to their saving throw. How about that, Nate Okay, Sharp? I will take um, it. Describe what does it look like when you cast this sword burst? Is it like something you're doing with your sword in particular, or is it just kind of like summoning spectral blades or yeah, so this uh a circle of spectral blades will just like explode and go in every direction of me for a range of uh the immediate area five feet. Okay, so that would hit both of them then. Yeah, it would hit both mm-hmm. of these uh, these creatures. And they both fail their saving throw. Sweet. So they take... Oh, big money, big money. What kind of damage is it? Spooky that blade. would also be good to know. Other than you, the, the force damage. I, hope it's, oh, I was hoping it was cold damage. Uh, eight. Eight points. 
the burst of swords flies out. One of them is nearly skewered. The spectral blades pass into its throat, into one of its eyes. It is barely still standing. Blood is pouring down this thing as its strength is beginning to fade, but it is still standing. And the other one is hurt, but not as badly injured. Well, that's something. close. Close. Um, do you get anything else? Because you've cast a cantrip, so you get to make a, an attack with your sword, right? Yeah, can I attack while down? Yeah, 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 you can Sweet. do. Sweet. I'm going to try and chop the heel of the weaker trying one. Trying to remember, I think you might have disadvantage if you attack whilst prone, but you could just stand mm -hmm. up. There's nothing stopping you standing up right oh. now. Yeah, if there's um, nothing standing me, then I'll just I'll get up and take a swing. Yep, that sounds good. Let's go. Uh, yes, you have disadvantage on attack roll, so it makes sense for you to stand up. Mm -hmm. Cool. So that is a... <laughs> 11. <laughs> it scrapes across their thick white fur, just not enough to pierce through into their hide. Um, but very, very close. Anything else, Nate Sharp? No, sir. No, sir. Uh, the dagger, now it's erratic. Uh, the fracture down its side, the cold spilling out of it becomes powerful in bursts and then seems to recede and fade into nothing and then another sharp burst emerges can everybody make a con save for me please no no seven seven 16 16 six 15 sorry i was muted <laughs> i was like six 13 Okay, so uh, Marcel and Agnes, you're both taking full damage. The other guys are taking half. Uh, eight to damage, eight, eight cold damage to the people that took the full amount, and four damage to the people that took half. You now see the nobles on the outskirts, and even Aaron fall unconscious from this damage. This constant billowing of cold. Aaron collapses, no longer able to stand. Um, the cold just becoming too extreme for them. Uh, Gawain succeeds. Elissa fails. Shadowbriar succeeds. Um, so Alyssa took the full amount uh, Gawain succeeded <gasps> tracking so many things okay mm -hmm. uh, Azara uh, you can see that this battle is nearly close at hand two of the yeah. wolves are heavily injured one is unfairly uninjured um, but the Elandrin herself looks very very weakened and the dagger is on the verge of shattering you can see that the blow that your spirit dealt to it has nearly broken it um, well, first, thankfully, as it is the second to last episode of this season, I'm going to take my bonus action to, <laughs> I'm going to take my bonus action to use my transformation that comes with my staff of Mithras, which I've been thinking about this for ages. Imagine a Sailor Moon-like transformation, but instead of pink ribbons, it's these electric dragon wings that kind of oh. sprout out from her back and then wrap around her. And then when she comes out of the transformation, she's like covered in like shining lightning. Um, and now that I have this uh, ancestral power within me, uh, which also note to everyone, these wings can fly, which is so cool. Yes. The lightning um, wings can get those. <laughs> what are those? <laughs> When you when you activate the staff uh, yes. and the, the transformation summons you and these, these lightning wings kind of enfold around you, yes. you just hear, you're the only one who hears this, but you hear in your mind and you can almost feel her arms wrapped around you again like when you were a child, but you hear your mother's voice just like, embrace your lineage. 
as it kind of like enshrouds you. Damn, got me with those feels before I attack. Oh, rip. Uh, well, emboldened by hearing her mother, uh, Azara is going to cast Witch Bolt at the fourth level at the Eladrin. Okay. Is this is an attack roll? Yes. Yes, this is a dirty twenty to hit. Okay, it hits. Uh, however, because of the spell Mirror Image, I will now roll to see if you hit one of her duplicates or whether you hit oh, them. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to hit me. I got so scared. No. Uh, if you have the... Oh, I, you have to roll a six or higher. I rolled a two. Despite these three illusory uh, duplicates of this figure, yes, the yes. bolt empowered by your kind of like form and your mother's words, the bolt seems to strike true and hits the real Eladrin. <laughs> I had to roll a six or higher and I rolled a two. Um, All right, that is a 11 plus. 11. What was the AC did you hit on that? It was like a dirty 20, wasn't it? Dirty 20, yeah. Yeah, it does hit, yeah. Okay, 11 plus 11 plus nine plus 11. Oh my God. What is that? 33 plus nine, 40? No. You tell me. No, 33 plus nine is 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 42. Plus. I get, what do I get for being a lightning wizard? It's like extra, plus three. 45 points of lightning damage. Dang. Okay. The <laughs> blast echoes through the room. The white pluming mist that's emanating from this dagger is almost blown apart as you, most of you just hear it before you see the flash. Most of you don't even see the flash as... A blast of lightning echoes across the room and connects with this figure standing on top of this table. They are blown backwards, almost up against the frozen wall on the other side of the room, as they are pinned there by this constant current of lightning um, that stands between uh, Azara and the Eladrin. They slump to the ground, barely standing. They are on their feet, staggering, but their face remains calm and placid. Um, they kind of <clears throat> groan for a second. At last, I will be free. Hurry up and finish me. Anything else, Azara? No. Uh, <laughs> that's unnerving. Uh, yeah, usually when someone tells you to finish them, there's like more of a story. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Huh. Tarkle. Oh, wait. My, oh. my dragon has to go. <laughs> that's true i was done but my dragon has to go uh he's going to take one swipe at the dagger mm -hmm. uh just to yeah you can it. do that first and then decide yeah. if like you miss you can make another attack against it if you like yeah so first swipe at the dagger sure. which is a 16 plus 8 20 that hit. yeah that that hits um and then that is a d a d10 plus 8 sure. which is nine points total of fire claw the claw strikes through and this time it fully breaks through the dagger shattering it uh the main chunk of the blade remains intact but the mm -hmm. guard and the hilt is separated as the two forms split apart and as it does so that sudden uh cold that has been filling the room stops um it doesn't immediately thaw but there is no longer this emanating cold coming from the blade um, and the whole room begins to almost return to normality you can sense that 
that was almost connected to another place whilst this dagger was was billowing frost but now it feels like it's part of the castle you can begin to hear the shouts and cries from beyond the doors people calling for help people calling for for extra men of arms um you can hear screaming and it all returns almost as if you were away for a moment um but yeah the, the blade breaks and cold does not continue to emanate from it um for his last attack uh how far away is the Eladrin from my my boy? Like 10, 15 feet. Well, for dramatics, uh, he's going <laughs> to uh, spread his fire wings and kind of fly upwards a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And Azara, for dramatics, is going to like raise one hand like she's commanding him and her eyes are like storm white and like really kind of lightning-y. Uh, and he's, since the his attack is technically called slam, I want him to kind of like dragon like punch her dragon punch i was like, gonna say like fly <laughs> exactly yeah like, like a flying dragon punch uh down I love it. into her face sure. uh which is a 24 to hit does that hit it does okay um this is not concentration so the duplicates are still in effect crap and this time, the dragon, you almost see that the three, four forms become one and then split again. And the dragon just punches one and it just explodes into mist and fog, one of the illusory duplicates. Uh, well, shattering it, but not quite enough to finish off the, the Eladrin. He's mad. Uh, just Anything else? As a bonus action, he's angry. Sure. <laughs> That's it. Talk- <laughs> Uh, I think after seeing that bolt of lightning, uh, Tarkal is going to toss his kiss of silver towards the Eladrin, just mm-hmm. ignoring just the wolves around him. Off. Yeah. Sure. Uh, 20 plus 7, which will be 19 plus 7, so 26. That's going to hit. Let's see if it hits one of the remaining two duplicates. I need to roll an 8 or higher. I do not. <laughs> These mirror images are not very useful. Um, okay. So yeah, they kind of it spins between the duplicates and strikes into the Eladrin. Uh, so my D four was a one, so I got five damage on that. And does oh. me, does Azara's uh, dragon count Spirit? as an ally? Uh, I don't. I need to check that, but it doesn't matter anyway, oh, okay. uh, Shady, oh. because the five points of base damage is enough that this kind of gaping wound that Azara has caused by striking the Eladrin in their in their chest, splitting apart their armor, the Kiss of Silver finds the exact entry point, and <laughs> and there is a moment where everything stops and you just see this creature rest their head up against the wall finally free and they just turn into ice and mist and vanish the wolves howl one more time before they too into mist and ice and the whole room begins to thaw uh, as they do so now i'm going to keep us in initiative because there's quite a lot of injured people and i would like to know who is being rescued first um agnes with this um cold damage mm-hmm. from what i know be- as a magic user about um this kind of damage do i think that because they're frozen there will be continued damage to them or is it just kind of at this point like a normal unconscious situation? It's like a normal unconscious situation. They're not frozen completely. They're not like frozen statues. They've just become so overwhelmed by the temperature that they've yeah, fallen unconscious. They've lost all their hit points kind of thing. So, so a normal warm- healing spell would be enough to, to save anyone. And warming them up isn't going to do any good at this point, even though... Not on its own, it no. It's cool. like you're, 
you have to re infuse them with vital energy if All right. you wish. Uh, I'm going to run over to Aaron. He is my my page of my book, after all. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to cure wounds on him. Okay, great. So that will be just a nice little seven points. Okay, yeah, it, that's enough that you kind of, uh, you Aaron's kind of eyes flutter open. He takes in a deep breath. You can see he's still shivering, but he's like, uh, uh, Baroness. Did I get the doors open? I was trying as hard as I could. You made a valiant effort, but no, you did not at all. Oh, shit. And then he just kind of like collapses and sits down. Uh, is there, a, is clearly is there freezing. a fireplace in here? Uh, there is, but it's long gone out from the cold. Oh, okay. It but would, you, could I, re, you could try and relight it if you are wish. Are we in initiative? We're not in an, We are in initiative. We still technically are, but like, I mean, what? You I know, have a create your... bonfire cantrip, so I wanted to just light the fire. Well, okay. Well, you're, that's what you're doing for your next turn, effectively. You're in okay. the process of lighting it kind of thing. Okay. Um, Elissa will rush over uh, towards some of the other nobility and just start doing the, like, a medicine check to try and stabilize one of them. She's kind of, like, tearing off her cloak and trying to wrap it around them to try and save them. Um, she succeeds, manages to kind of, like, stabilize. Uh, I think she would probably target who first? Uh, the tiefling guildmistress, Rarity Sapphire. She will kind of wrap her cloak around them to try and heal them. Um, the other nobles... Uh, in fact, actually, I've got a list of who makes their death saves here. Uh, da, 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 da. Shadowbriar will then move over to one. She casts a healing spell uh, on another one. She will cast a healing spell on uh, Dorgrim Firestone, the Dwarven Guildmaster, and heals them. Um, Marcel, what would, is there anything you would do in this current moment? The, the doors are still frozen over. You can hear the sounds of guards trying to break them down to get back into the room, um, but the, the doors are still iced over at the moment. So um Aaron gets healing um Elissa goes over to help these cold nobles and mm -hmm. there's this like huge healing party on the other side of the room yep Marcel with like a like butchered arm covered in blood again like barely able to stand gets to his conscious you're fine <laughs> <laughs> the wolves disappear and he gets up like just totally fucked up like Adam on the ropes <laughs> <laughs> You did. You definitely did have those two wolves on the ropes. I will definitely give you that. I will um, limp on over to where hit points are being restored. Sure. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe now everyone will notice that I'm at 8 HP. <laughs> Going to the hit, po hit point store. Yep. <laughs> Buying oh, some sorry, hit points. Nine. Um, okay, so at this point, my assumption is that between the two NPCs that are around, uh, they will be able to save enough of the note. Like, they're going to be able to save the nobles. If Agnes focuses on healing, um, I guess that's the question for Agnes. Like, would you start healing the others, or would you just be like, meh, leave them? No, I'd heal them. <laughs> okay. Um, so Do I, think I need that to use cure wounds for each of them? No, you or can could, I medicine like, check them? You can, you can medicine check them, yeah, 100%. You can definitely medicine check them. I want to medicine um, check them. Sure, just start make make me like a couple of medicine checks, and then I'll do the same for um, uh, Elissa and Shadowbriar as well. That's two, two, two. Yeah, man. Thirteen, six, nine. 
Okay, so you save one. <laughs> you, and then I think you are ushered out of the way as uh, Shadow Briar is like, oh, perhaps you should let me do it, uh, my lady. And then she starts attending to oh, one Oh, wait, of them. can I still do my, my, my D4 that I had uh, to add? Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's, oh, it was to attack rolls and saving throws. Oh, you're right. I can't. Checks. I'm sorry. Never mind. Um, but after a few moments of you know people attending to the nobles, the guards eventually managed to break down the door and a very well squad of very well armed knights um including a couple of war wizards azara you notice their their robes and staffs bust in like where's the enemy (laughs) and they're like looking around um in amongst them is you notice a woman that was at the dinner before lady zarova summerstar um a human uh, an older human woman maybe in her like 50s 60s but she is the lord marshal of the purple dragonites um and as she steps into the room she immediately begins pointing around scans the room baron and baron and baroness magister minister what happened here well we did it what what was the attack from we we left i chased after the duchess and then a few moments later i servants were reporting that the room had been sealed by ice can i insight check his uh you know, I just ran off after the Duchess and I don't know what's sure. going on here. Yeah, Lady Zarova is a woman with She's an older woman. But yeah, you can absolutely insight check her. Uh, 16. 16. Um, the two war wizards, one of them must be a divine spellcaster uh, because they do start checking everybody. Once they check that everybody's conscious, uh, Marcel, they will cast kill wounds on you um, for a total of 14 hit points, Marcel. You only get the one, but it's some. And then I start sending to everybody else. Dying, but that's cool. Yeah, well, you know they'll get to you as well. Hang all on, right, right, right. Yeah, I'll take all it in right, turns. Right, right. You actually get eleven. You get fifteen hit points, Azara. So there you go. You get one more. Um, <clears throat> Agnes, there definitely there's too much. Um, what you get from Lady Zarova, Lord Marshal Zarova, is formality there is a kind of like there is a situation, and I am trained to respond to these situations. There is too much military mm. standing for there to be any mis like um to be there to be any uh, misdirection or deception in this place. This this woman is pissed that something has happened in on her watch and wants to find out what happened. Mm. Um, um, and yeah, you don't think that there is any reason. You don't get any body language to suggest that they are being deceptive in any way. Um, then I'll turn to the the priestess who was initially like possessed. Is she still unconscious? She's unconscious. Court? Yeah, she's unconscious. Um, uh, Shadowbriar is checking on her. You can see that she was the one who kind of healed her before and is uh, you know checking her over. Um, but yeah, you can you can still go over to her. She's unconscious. Um, was Shadowbriar the one that was casting the spell that I noticed? Yeah, she cast a spell. Yeah, the one that was like remember what they look like. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I indicate to this marshal that mm. we need to ask this priestess. It seemed to come from her. And I go over and kneel next to Shadowbriar and I say, what was that spell you were casting? Uh, well, I was trying to, well, I, I administered a little bit of healing, but uh, she was clearly some sort of possession. I, I thought I might be able to dispel it. Um, she seemed to come too for a moment. I tried to ask her, she said something about uh, sh- being told to 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 
bring the dagger to the dinner, she mentioned something about she had to she had to summon the dagger or her life depended something like that. Um I asked her who do you remember who told you do you remember who told you to do this but she couldn't remember and then she passed out Hmm. i will Uh, cast cure wounds on her okay uh whilst agnes is doing this anything from anybody else just to check in make sure that you know you guys don't want to do anything while agnes is doing this is the body of the eladrin still there or did they disappear into mist and complete mist the dagger fragments are still there uh, then Azara's gonna walk over to the dagger fragments and try and do like an arcana check, see if something, some woo woo bullshit is happening. But Does... oh, and also she'll she'll get the attention of the non occupied war wizard and bring mm-hmm. him over. Okay. Does Azara know detect magic as a spell? You know, it would be really cool if she did but know she that. But sure, she well, make, a, make an arcana <laughs> check. Make okay. an arcana check for me. Um, I'll tell you, I know somebody who does have detect magic. <laughs> It's 16. 16. Very clearly, these dagger fragments still have some magic to them. Okay. The blade contains significantly more. It's retaining more of the the magic. The guard and the hilt that were broken off, there's some magic there. Maybe enough to maybe try and identify what this knife was or, or what it did. But that will probably fade quite quickly. The blade... You think it's going to retain what magic it has. Um, then Azara will use Mage Hand. You, you start calling over the War Wizard and they are approaching. So yeah, do you want to do something before they arrive? Uh, before they arrive, Azara will use Mage Hand to just kind of pick it up and kind of examine it closer without touching it. Okay. Uh, just in case. And we'll call the War Wizard over to uh, ask if they have detect magic. Sure. Okay. All <laughs> right. So the War Wizard begins making their way over. Uh, Tarkle or Marcel, anything from you guys? No, Tarkle feels a little like, um, since he was out on the balcony, he doesn't know exactly what happened. He just ran in when all the ice was happening, so he feels pretty useless. Okay. Uh, I think um, you do see Shadowbriar kind of looks over in your direction, Tarkle, with a kind of worried expression. Like, she's clearly looking to see if you're hurt. Well, she'd see that I've lost some hit points, but not a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, not too bad. You kind of got like a bit of blood, but you're like, it's fine, I'm tough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what about Marcel, Nate? Anything from Marcel, and then I'll jump back in with Agnes. Uh, Marcel still a bit hecked up. Will like hobble on over to uh, Tarkle first, check on check on the Baron. Mm-hmm. He's like still having trouble holding himself up, like catching his breath. He's just, <laughs> oh, you, are you quite all right? I, I'm quite all right. You look like you should maybe take a seat. Marcel. Very well. I will check on the Baroness. No, I, you should take it. Just walk over. <laughs> <laughs> staggering over. Yeah. Okay, so as uh, Marcel staggers his way over to Agnes, Agnes, you cast Cure Wounds on the Priestess. Um, just just to think, roll, roll for me the amount of hit points. Just Nine. So you know. Nine? Um, her eyes kind of begin to flutter open, but they don't focus. They look dazed, hazy, you know, when somebody's clearly, you know, they're, they're, they've, you know, suffered a bad head hit and they're kind of a bit still out of it. Mm-hmm. Her eyes don't focus properly and she's like, no, I, I have to, the, the pain, the pain will come back. I have to, and she brings her hand up as if trying to summon the knife, but it doesn't come. I have, I have to, I have to, I have to summon. I take her hand and I'm like, it's gone. It's gone. The dagger's gone. You're safe. 
the, the, the masks, the masked one, the masked one said, I had, I had to, I all the pain, the pain was so bad. And then she, her what? eyes kind of fall back no. as if she's fallen asleep. I mean, you can, you can wake her up. It's just, no. you're going to need to. No, I turn back to the marshal and I'm like, it seems as though she was under some sort of duress or some sort of curse that was put upon her in order to cause this destruction. Mm. Magic, you think? Mm-hmm. She looks over to the war wizard who is now approaching Azara. Uh, Azara, the war wizard comes over to you. Uh, they're um, they're a, a fellow. They're a, a young chap, um, kind of uh, darker skin toned, but um, kind of light hair, almost like an ash gray. Uh, young though, young though, with amber eyes. Uh, he kind of comes over. Is like, can I help you, uh, Azara? Isn't it? I believe, Magister. And Azara will hold out her hand. She'll be like, yes, and uh, and you are. Ah, uh, uh, Panem. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, oh. <clears throat> I, uh, did you have something? Uh, what is this? And he kind of gestures at the the blade hilt on the table still. Uh, Azara kind of has the mage hand turn the blade of the dagger in like a like a circle. Um, and she'll say, this was emanating some magical frost. It was what was keeping the doors closed and pulsating oh. magic. Uh, it was harming everyone mm. in the room. It almost killed the nobles here. And it was what seemed to be summoning this Eladrin who gods know uh, where they went magister please this is this is quite a lot at once um let's let's focus on this item and then we'll speak with the the lord marshal yes of course uh, have you examined it do you have you examined its magical aura all i know is it's powerful magic i unfortunately cannot tell which kind if you would be uh so kind ah uh, yes I, if i remember you are more of a, a sorcerer not a wizard is that correct yes <laughs> ah very well um yes I, I i can i can identify it and, and detect it and he kind of waves his hand and his amber eyes switch to a kind of prismatic color and he begins looking around yes yes very strong conjuration magic both on the blade and the hilt fragment um very very strong conjuration magic this will take me a few moments to identify in more detail oh. um he holds his hand up and closes his eyes you begin to see sigils kind of appearing around the fragment in your hand after a few seconds his eyes kind of open yes well um as a whole the dagger was uh, a sort of a focus a planar focus it drew something this Eladrin that you spoke of, uh, I'm assuming, from the Feywild to here. It summoned them. Um, powerful. Very old, powerful magic. Uh, a binding oath, I believe. The blade fragment, which you currently hold, has re a remnants of its power. Um, some of the Eladrin's spells, uh, it retains them. Um, somebody who were to attune themselves to this blade fragment perhaps as a, a piece of jewelry would be able to cast some of those spells um but the hilt and the blade are more interesting they've retained fragments of the older magic the ancient magic that actually summoned the eladrin here uh, i would very much like to take these into uh, the war wizard custody to examine further to get to the bottom of this mystery perhaps could you research into the blade fragment a little more i think it is more of a uh, an item to be used in battle um which is of no use to me or my companions here in in uh arabelle uh azara you know 
respectfully curses and she says, yes, of course, I would be honored. We have a lovely researcher uh, back mm. at our estate who would be happy to help me look into this further. If you wouldn't mind possibly sharing your findings with us once you uh, examine such, such a hilt, I know that I and Sara Lee would be very honored and thrilled to know what kind of magic this is. I'm afraid that decision will be up to the Lord Marshal, but uh, seeing as you are key witnesses in what happened here i do not see that being a problem and that's the point where the lord marshal is like uh panem come i need you to examine this uh this woman i need your i need a, a spell to detect read her thoughts and he's like oh uh, my apologies magister i must go but you should come and we should speak with the lord marshal about what what we've discovered here uh yes of course and azar will kind of like summon the blade into her little side pouch to keep it okay. for later and walk uh, over you may add Mika on D and D Beyond. Uh, if you search in your, if you go to Add Equipment and search a uh, bar, type in Snowmorn, as in Snowmorn, all one word. Like more like like M O U R N. Yes. Okay. Uh... And you should be able to find that as an item. I think. Yes. I think I've set it up. Yep. Ooh. There you go. There you go. You can have that. Now you haven't attuned to it yet, so you won't be able to use any of its abilities. But that is Panel explains that that's what it does basically, cool. and tells you about the spells it can cast and the charges and stuff like that uh yeah agnes uh azara and this other war wizard this dark-skinned war wizard come over uh and the lord marshal uh says panem uh the baroness here says that this uh, this woman uh, priestess of sunni she was the one who summoned some sort of being here she seems to be confused uh can you we'll we'll going i don't want to violently interrogate her um can you probe her mind uh, and he nods. He's like, yes, yes, of, of course I can, uh, Lord Marshal. If she's unconscious, this will actually be somewhat easier, uh, although she may still offer some mental resistance. Um, before I do, it would be good to know as much details from the assembled group as possible. Um, <clears throat> and he turns, Baroness, uh, my name is, uh, I am uh, uh, War Wizard Panem. Um, a baron he kind of introduces himself to everybody minister uh at this point marcel if you want to take a short rest or if everybody wants to take a short rest you may um to regain some hit points i shall do uh, that the war wizard will also do a prayer of healing over 10 minutes which gives 13 17 hit points to everybody in the room i will no longer take a short rest if that prayer is <laughs> happening um uh aaron is just kind of sat in the court he's like sat in a chair and he's just like oh. <laughs> he just looks knackered what did the prayer do i'm sorry i was 17 healing to everybody oh nice then i won't do a short rest either nice yeah okay well everyone else can take a short rest um but yeah the war wizard will say please as much detail as you can so I can understand what happens that might make sense of what I read in this priestess's mind. Uh, Azara, you understand these things so much better than any of us. Could you explain what it looked like? Uh, of course, your grace. And Azara turns to the war wizard. She says, in short, uh, this priestess here uh, rose up out of her seat, uh, the, slammed the dagger into the table and summoned this Eladrin who then began to attack and summon white wolves, spectral white wolves, it seemed, as this dagger was emitting such a horrible cold frost as we spoke of earlier. Um, the Aladdin also seemed to be able to summon multiple figures and forms. All, all It was hectic. Uh, there was a battle, but it, it did stem from this priestess who uh, it seems that 
Shadowbriar here, Lady Shadowbriar, has been tending to. Possibly she can give a little more detail as I was uh, otherwise uh, indisposed fighting said yeah. magical uh, being. Sh- she also said something about masks, people in masks forcing her to do this. That is very good information to know, Baroness. Thank you. Uh, Shadowbriar, uh, Azara's invitation, kind of looks up. Her dark hair kind of spilled around her green eyes. Um, yes, I, I mean, I don't... I, I, she said something. Um, she stood up dramatically, and the, the knife just appeared in her hand as if it had come from nowhere. And before she plunged it down, she said something about crimes being repaid. Royalty shall arise, something of that nature. And then she plunged the knife into the table and the the ice began to flow and and, uh, blow out. I, she fell unconscious. I, I pulled her away from the battle. I healed her and tried to I, I thought she might be possessed or something so I, I just cast a basic spell to um, remove that and then she seemed to come too yes and, and and as the Baroness said she she spoke of something odd something uh, masks or being forced to do it that she would be in pain if she didn't um, and I tried to ask her uh, do you remember who they were but she just fell unconscious again. I, I, she didn't make much sense. The war wizard looks around and is like, mm, "Very well. Um, is there anything else that I should know?" Um, above game, when yes. Azara and Tarkal were arguing on the balcony, um, yes. didn't we get stopped by the Duchess leaving because we heard Lord Davian? Oh, okay, so yeah. that's what Tarkal wants to bring up. Tarkal wants to bring Did. that up and. So yeah. only this all happened immediately after the Duchess took her leave. She said she had um, important matters to attend to, uh, and Lord Davian followed her out there. Seemed like he was nagging her about something or other. The Lord Marshal looks in Tarkle's direction, which says this: "Like, yes, uh, the Duchess Celeste did have to immediately leave. Uh, I, that is not a matter that I can mention, but she was called away for some important business." In I do not remember Lord Davian following us for very long. I He left us in the corridor. I thought he returned to the dining hall. Is he not here? No. Hmm. She calls over. Knight Errant, close off the castle. See if anybody has seen Lord Davian Cormoril leave. Um, snaps a salute. Yes, Lord Marshal. They scurry off. We will inquire to see where Lord Davian went. He left. I, I know that he left, but I, like I said, I thought he returned here afterwards. So he was not present for this attack. No, and we had assumed he j- just was still with the Duchess. No, it was very clear that the Duchess had no time for him. And uh, he, in a fit of noble-like behavior, he decided to, uh, he said that he had wouldn't waste any more of his time. And he looked like he was heading back here. Perhaps it was wrong of me to assume that was his destination. We shall locate him if he is still in the castle, uh, in the scepter. Let us not delay on this, um, on your spell, uh, Panam. Proceed. Uh, he reaches out, touches the priestess on the head, and his eyes go pure white. Um, and Zara, uh, any spellcaster really, he utters arcane words, um, speaks in, in a small phrase, uh, and yeah, he kind of begins to kind of almost begin mouthing the conversation. You can see him sort of like, I 
kind of whispering to himself. Um, after a few moments, he opens his eyes, returns his hand. I couldn't delve into her deepest memories, but I. it appears that just shortly before the dinner, she was approached by an individual, a masked individual. He casts some sort of spell, or they cast some sort of spell on them, um, and instructed them to uh, perform a certain... Um, um, somatic component a gesture that would summon a knife to her hand and she was to speak the words uh the crimes of arabelle's past must be repaid the true royalty of this land shall arise and then plunge it into the table after that the spell would end um the spell is a very powerful variant on a spell that i know called gaius uh, normally it uh, it, it it is a compulsion to complete the spellcaster's desires under threat of pain. Um, very powerful psychic energy will cause the, the recipient to pain if they do not go along with whims. This one, there was, an, there was an element of another spell mixed in. Her memory has been modified. She does not fully remember all the details. I suspect that the mask, the cloak that the figure was wearing, was not an actual mask or cloak, but it is a, a remnant of this spell disguised to obfuscate the person who commanded her to do this. Gaius spell. Tragic and evil. It is certainly a very... One thing is certain, and he kind of looks around, and you can see that some of the nobles have been kind of gathered away, taken by healers. Um, they've been kind of taken off to the side of the room, and so... At the moment, it's yourselves, Lady Shadowbriar, the Lord Marshal, Pan Am, and Gawain Huntscrown, who's kind of stood in the background, but is kind of just listening to everything. Uh, he looks around. Whoever this was, this was an incredibly calculated attack. They know that the walls of the Scepter cannot be broached by normal magic. One cannot teleport inside this place without, and he gestures to Azara and the the broken hilt in his own hands without some sort of focal device this should not have been possible war wizard protections do not allow something like this to happen usually this person knew this they obtained this powerful relic and used it almost certainly to try and kill everyone here at this dinner at this dinner particularly yes there's there's no other explanation that the spell, this Gaius that she was placed upon, she was told to do what she did here, now, at this particular moment. Above game, this dinner was like in our honor, right? It was, yeah. Um, also above game, if I heard that correctly, they would have to know how to break the like warding of they would have to know that you can't just normally teleport or summon things with right. the scepter. Yes, there are there are wards. And Azara, you would know this, like things like the palace at Suzale and anywhere where important nobles are located, they put down wards that prevent people teleporting in um, because they don't want enemies to just teleport in and kill the king or queen and then teleport out. You know, that's magic that people can do. So uh, they ward it specifically against summoning, teleportation, all of that stuff. And who was the guy that left again? I keep forgetting his name. Lord Davian, Davian Cormoril. He was the one who came with Lady Shadowbriar. Lady Shadowbriar was his right, guest. Was his guest. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, no, go go for it. I just wanted to ask what was um, Willow Song's, like, facial expressions during all this breakdown, like, if Tarko was looking at her. I mean, make an insight check for me, I guess. Like, that's you're trying to read her body language and stuff. Yeah. So. <sighs> Never mind. I rolled a three, so I got a five. <laughs> no. I mean, looking at her, she is looking shocked, a little horrified. Um, there's there's a kind of innocence about... Um, Willow song like somebody who's never really been in this kind of situation before she's a bit doe-eyed as in like just everything is like oh like she seems like genuinely sort of horrified by everything going on stunned to silence almost okay um azara will turn to the other war to the war wizard to the fellow war wizard and ask him uh how well known are your wards here would this be something that a a noble would know the weaknesses or or is there a leak within it is i do not take the it is not my council magister azara but you should know that we war wizards are very careful Mm. it is not impossible however that a noble could learn of these wardings as you know yourself many war wizards are assigned to noble families they are assigned as protectors advisors they become very close to those families it would not be unheard of for a war wizard in a close relationship to bequeath information about this to someone else. Uh, and you see, as this conversation is happening, uh-huh. Gawain definitely is like side-eyeing you as this conversation is going on. Like the talk of war wizards who are close to families and mm. know their secrets, like mm. Gawain kind of folds his arms and kind of looks in your direction. Uh, and Azara, I'm guessing, would have been She's always keeping an eye on this man because she won't let him out of his sight. Sure. So she'll she'll see him change in his demeanor and she'll not so subtly loudly say, um, it would be a disgrace for any war wizard to um, divulge any secrets of the nobles that they serve. However, do we know the war wizard that serves? God, I can't remember his name. There's a lot of NPCs. I do. God, what is that man's name? You guys can ask in time. Davian Corbin. Davian. Davian Crockett. Uh, I I can look into it. (laughs) Thank you. I Uh, do not know who particular. I I must admit, uh, I was summoned here for investigative purposes. mm -hmm. Uh, I am not normally. I do not normally interact with nobility. And he kind of nods awkwardly to to, uh, Agnes and, and Tarkle. It is not normally my jurisdiction. We can find out. That is my speciality, however. Um, that would be wonderful. Thank you. I, I hate to cast doubt on any of my war wizard brothers and sisters. However, mm. it doesn't seem likely that a noble would know the intricate details of, of your wardings here without another magical being assisting. So It does not. <sighs> I concur. The Lord Marshal um, will look around. There will need to be a lot of investigation here. We will need to question all of the nobles that were here. I, given that you are the ones who helped defeat this threat, that it endangered all of your lives, I am not placing you under suspicion. I will very much like to keep you nearby in case any developments occur. I think it best perhaps you make your way back to your accommodations and rest and consider i would very much like for you to discuss who might want you or anyone else at this dinner 
to be harmed and why i am not an investigator i am a fighter i am a commander i will leave war wizard panam in charge of this investigation for now if you have anything report it to him but if you need my assistance it is yours and on behalf of her grace duchess celeste marlier who i'm sure will wish to speak with you herself once we have secured her safely on her behalf i i'm sorry that this occurred under her watch under my watch something is afoot here and i suspect it is more than just the lives of two young nobles i uh bow slightly to him and say thank you for your consideration i appreciate not being held in suspicion and we will certainly do everything we can to get to the bottom of this as well Gawain is like, well, yes, I certainly hope that uh, none of us would be under under suspicion. Those wolves nearly teared us all apart. Uh, and But he, he kind of looks over towards Tarkal. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to go up against you in a fight. That little knife of yours is quite vicious. <laughs> I was thinking that uh, for a bit in combat, but it seems you got a bit spooked as the as the battle raged. So. <sighs> well, he kind of stiffens up a little bit at the uh, thing. It's just, well, you know, I'm not used to fighting frost wolves summoned from some magical realm. Uh, back Fair enough. Beasts are, beasts are more familiar with uh, to us in the woods, perhaps. Yes, I think perhaps so. But certainly something that I could learn from you. Be good to know how to fight any any more of these fey beings if they attack us again uh, and he, you can see that now he's kind of built up a bit of confidence he turns to lord marshall lord marshall you know that my father and i have been mentioning this for some time these fey realms are dangerous they can cross over into our realms we need to take more decisive action uh, and i think that this matter will certainly be it will be spoken of, Marquise. I'm sure that you and your father will need to speak with the Duchess soon. We will also need to converse with the War Wizards, who understand far more about these magical realms than you or I. Zara just kind of smiles a little bit hearing that. Yeah. So it's like, well, I think that by all means, our War Wizards, and he looks at Azara when he says this, are clearly the experts. However, it's unmistakable that they've attacked us here or at least they've been used to attack us we need to be more careful uh, he looks at uh, agnes my lady crown silver it's been a, an interesting evening but i cannot fault the company and he bows as if to take your hand uh, i offer it to him he little kiss uh, and then he bows gracefully. He gives a very kind of like uh, companion nod towards Tarkle, uh, looks over at Marcel I don't even know your name. Uh, and he just goes to leave, basically. <laughs> what a Chad. Oh my God. <laughs> He's a, he is mega Chad, yes. Um, I want to, um, as all this Marcel's is happening... Marcel's just looking at him. Yeah. Marcel doesn't care. He's like, good. I'm glad you don't know my name. <laughs> um, yeah, what's Marcel been just out of interest at? Sorry, Anna. Just I want to no, check no. in with Nate because I, Marcel's always like Mr. Quiet. But I just want to check in. Is there anything Marcel wants to do or say or anything? So this whole time, he's just kind of been sitting and like taking his short rest meditating mm -hmm. and will continue to do so. <laughs> gotcha. Nice. Okay. Perfect. Just want to check in. Um, sorry, Anna, go on. Um, during all this time, 
as these conversations are happening, whenever there's a break, I want Agnes to kind of just like look around at anyone who's still in the area, um, any of the nobles still conversing, any of the servants talking and just, you know, she can read lips. So if she notices anything that's like, it happened or I know something or can you, you know, something mm. that would give any clues she wants to read lips. Mm. Clues, you say, clues, mm -hmm. clues, clues. Well, I think a lot of the nobles were kind of like taken away while you were having the major discussions. You definitely see a lot of, uh, did you hear what happened? Uh, I, he I heard that it was an army of, of ice elves that were attacking, blah, blah, blah. They came to kill the Duchess, but she just managed to leave at the right time. There's a lot of kind of speculation and rumor beginning to build. You do also pick up on a, there's been reports that Faye have been attacking us. They're coming. They're coming out of their 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 realm to attack us. They want our land. There's a lot of that kind of talk going on as mm -hmm. well. Um, there's also a lot of, well, maybe it's about time somebody put those nobles in their places. You know, the the merchants guild is getting more and more power. Maybe maybe they're trying to make a move. There's lots and lots of speculation, and it's hard to separate what's just baseless rumor and what's what somebody genuinely knows. There's gotcha. definitely a lot of suspicion being cast everywhere um yeah hey mark uh, yes uh question i think did i have sarah lee come with us but stay back at the hotel just for you research did. purposes you did cool. yes um then i would like to turn to oh name isn't pangea i am so bad at names Panem. today Panem. <laughs> i had to make that name up on the spot it's probably changed four times in this very session it's panem it's i'm saying panem. Panem okay. from now on uh Azar like hunger turn, games panem. like well, like Pan Am or like Pan Am Air. I'm still going to call him Pangea in my head. I know That's this is going to happen. Um, <laughs> so Azar will turn to him and say, uh, I know that you obviously have such a way with arcane knowledge and you have the tricks up your sleeve. However, I do have a researcher back in our inn who is blessed by Taimora herself and has already been researching the Feywild as this seems to be a point of interest. If you wouldn't mind her and I coming to your quarters and possibly aiding in this investigation. The mention of going to his quarters. I um, didn't mean it sexually. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. There is a moment where Panem's like, he kind of raises an eyebrow and <laughs> the way that you're kind of like talking to him and he does look you down, looking at like how you're dressed. Mm -hmm. Then there's a kind of like, no, I understand. And then, like okay. he kind of realization where he's just like, no, I understand. And you can <laughs> see that the panic goes from his face. Like he was beginning to like, oh no, what am I going to, like, I, I, and then he's just like, oh no, it's fine. Well, um, uh, perhaps my court, my quarters would not be best suited. Uh, they are just simply sleeping arrangements, but we do have a well-established um, study and uh, library here in the Scepter. I think that perhaps meeting there would be more suitable. Um, your, your scholar is more than welcome. Um, I, you say that she is blessed by Timora. I think I know who you mean, the scribe, uh, Sarah, Sarah Lee? And then Azar, of course, lights up. She's like, Sara Lee, my little turtle dove, my little goddess-blessed angel. Ah, uh, yes. Um, before you arrive, please do give me a heads up. I will just make sure some of our more fragile matters are moved out of the library. Azara nods in understanding. <laughs> Yes. Like, yes. Yes. That is. But yes. Um. Yes. yes. Of course. Uh. Simply give my name when you arrive at the scepter, and they will know to bring you to the the library. Wonderful. Um, Thank you. Yes. Uh. And he kind of nods. He does kind of. You get the impression that this is the kind of guy that's paranoid all the time because he is still looking around at everybody like. Hmm. 
and then he just kind of nods and leaves and his robes kind of flow down to the ground it's almost like he he doesn't take steps he just kind of as his robes just kind of glide along the stone floor um as he makes his way out uh you are given a escort of uh like elite purple dragon knights to take you where you need to go um as you're going to go though tarkle uh willow song shadowbriar uh kind of looks around awkwardly she kind of wraps her arms um tarkle i'm so sorry to trouble you i i was staying with lord davian but i don't think that's a very good idea i don't know the city is is there any chance that perhaps you and your companions have a spare room that i may stay in uh, at least until i can go back to evening star and to the kingswood um above board does she does she and like imbue the woods is she like a does she give me the feeling of home there's a wood she's a wood elf so she's okay. kind of got darker toned skin she's she she has yeah there is definitely an element of woodsiness about her but it's old woods like ancient woods okay like the kind of feeling when you go into like a really quiet old forest and there's that sense of being somewhere far far older than you can ever kind of understand there's that element to her yes okay i think um chuck will just look at her and be like of course I, I don't think staying with him would be any good um he's clearly up to something and he doesn't seem to like us that much with how he spoke to us before um please no. stay with us uh you can you can have my quarters if you must i can no no i i'm sure that it, uh, where are you staying uh, is there an inn or somewhere you are staying I, I have some money i can probably buy a room for myself oh i well we're not we're, we're staying here right we have we have rooms here uh, you are staying in in dusk actually oh that's uh, right yes yeah he didn't want because he knew agnes probably wouldn't want to stay in the noble kind of building so he was like i got you a nice inn nearby kind of thing okay oh uh, yeah of course the, the, i'm sure there's i'm sure there's still room at the inn. it didn't seem too crowded when we were there that seems perfect thank you um, and that'll give us a chance to talk since yes, all of this happened there are some things i mentioned to magister azara before about lord davian that i think you should know very well. Am I hearing this? Yeah, I think you could. Like, okay. this is kind of like a whispered conversation as you guys are kind of making your way out of the set, oh, okay. I guess. Um, yeah. Um, then I Unless think there's anything else. If I did hear that, if I'm behind oh. her, I would want to, like, put a just a reassuring hand on her shoulder just so she knows, like, you have a place here. We're not going to yeah, kick you out. She kind of, like, takes it and kind of squeezes it a little bit and um, just smiles faintly. She's very demure. She, she kind of, like, she doesn't look up. She kind of, like, looks at the floor and kind of keeps her arms close to her chest as she moves. I want to insight um, check if it's an act. Sure. I love it. I love just the constant, like, insight check! <laughs> I don't trust this bitch! <laughs> He's reminding me of Bernie from Three Houses. I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, yeah! She's got super Bernie vibes to me. 13, did you just say? Just gotta make Anna? sure everyone's genuine. Yeah. 13? I mean, yeah, this girl looks like she is totally, you know, out of the woods, basically. You know, she she is completely out of her element and out of her depth and looks scared. You know, she she genuinely, you get the impression that, yeah, she doesn't have a clue what she's doing. Um, I'm not gonna in a bad way. check it really quick. All sure. right, so that's a fact. That doesn't matter. I, I suspect no matter what. Everyone's well, that's it, on right? something. Yeah. Here's the thing. Insight check is more like, is there something odd about their body language or something mm -hmm. about their story that's not making sense? You guys can have whatever suspicions you want. I'm not saying trust this person. If you don't trust them, you don't trust them. But there's nothing in her body language that would belay that this is an act. 
well, this seems to genuinely be who she is. To Agnes, this is satisfactory enough to be like, Agnes is just trying to put her in one bucket or the other. Nobles, people who are, you know, sub- uh, oppressed by nobles. And therefore, mm-hmm. she is now in the uh, oppressed, oppressed by nobles mm. bucket. Mm. And she deserves our pity and care and love and support and sure. for us to try to make up for our kind. So okay. she, uh, Agnes puts her arm around her in the same oh. way that Azara is. It's like, don't worry. She's like flanked by these two powerful yeah. women and she's just like, <laughs> um, but she smiles um, and yeah, right? and she goes with it. Um, um, before, before we get back to the end, I did want to, Azara will um, kind of lean into Agnes and say, um, Lady Crownstover, if you wouldn't mind before bed, I just would love to have a conversation with you and like very kindly. Certainly, of course. There's much to discuss In- after today. In the background, I think, because uh, she's been tending to her wounds and speaking with Lady Zarova, because it is her superior officer, Elissa is just kind of like looking longingly like, no. <laughs> um, and then we'll, we'll follow closely behind. But yeah, I think like, unless you guys want to stop off anywhere, if there's any conversations you want to have or anything like that, you guys can make your way back to the inn that you were staying at. I am going to try and remember the name of it. Um, but yeah, you are escorted there uh, by elite guards. There is no trouble along the way. Um, you can tell that security is heavily heightened. Um, there are knights and soldiers coming in from other barracks around the city to the scepter. Uh, and they are securing it. You spot numerous war wizards. They appear to be kind of testing sigils engraved into the stones. They're examining them. Lots of sort of pond- lots of men and women kind of stroking their chins and speaking in hushed tones, like mm, yes, wards. Mm, mm, make sure that they're correct. Mm, we're kind of checking everything as they go around. Um, but security is definitely on the rise. Um, but yeah, you guys make your way back uh, to. I suggest to Azara that we introduce our sweet new little lady to Sara Lee and let them hang out while we have our discussion. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> okay. Um, what about Marcel and Taco? Anything from you guys? Um, well, I was only going to speak with Willow Song. Um, that's really all I had on my list. Sure. Okay. Well, we can kind of do like a circle of like, right, Agnes and Azara are talking, and then while they're doing that, Tarkle and Willow Song talk, and then after that, Willow Song will go hang out with Sara Lee, and then what does Marcel want to do? <laughs> if anything. Talk to no one. Talk to no one. I will talk to... I, so I will not be talking to the Baron and Baroness, and then I will not talk to Azara, and then I will not talk to Willow Song. Okay. Do you want to talk to your sword, or like just this is this is Marcel time? I mean, I don't really have anything to say to it. Okay, sure. <laughs> I just want to check that you're having fun, Nate. That's the only thing <laughs> that I'm doing. I just want to check playing? in. Like Mar- Marcel has fun by being just not bothered with these things <laughs> that he doesn't really understand. Right, and is honestly okay. just kind of like faking it through all this. But is Mar- is Nate Sharp having fun listening to everyone? That's what I want to check, Nate. I don't like Marcel's one thing. Is Nate Sharp having fun? Can I yes. do anything to help Nate Sharp have fun? Mark Hume's Nate Sharp is having fun. Okay. <laughs> uh, as long as I know that, that's fine. So, um, should we do Azara and Agnes? Let's do you guys chatting first. I feel like sure. I've done a lot of talking today. So, um, Azara will uh, actually. Set is there like a bar area, like a like a lounge I mean, area? In. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, quite a comfortable place downstairs. Azara uh, Falcon's kind of, something. Fal- Falcon's Reach? I don't know. 
that's something. I feel like that's something. That, that sounds cool. Something. Um, Azar will kind of set aside like a few tables by a fireplace in a corner where nobody will hear them, um, and we'll have the innkeeper or waiter or something bring over mm-hmm. two pots of floral tea just to mm-hmm. kind of set the friendly, cozy scene. Um, Agnes really does appreciate the tea. Oh, and cupcakes. And cupcakes. You yes. you know just the way to make Agnes very comfortable. <laughs> Um, and it'll kind of take Azara a while to start because she doesn't know how to have this conversation. Um, Lady Crown Silver, or Agnes, are you more comfortable with Agnes? It feels weird to address my superiors as Agnes. (laughs) Whatever makes you most comfortable is fine with me. Agnes is fine. Agnes is fine, okay. Um, As you can see, this is uncharacteristic of me to... um, not know what to say in these situations. Uh, I feel it is only right to be honest with you about my past with uh, Sir Hun Crown, who you met tonight. Um, I'm not sure if complete honesty can happen quite yet as there's still some things that I'm not comfortable with. However, I just wanted to, I wanted to share with you as I feel that we've grown closer and I can trust you, can I not? Of course. I hope so. My experience with this man, this charming, silver-tongued man with seemingly great hair, he seemingly is, frankly, and I, I mean no disrespect, I say this in, in the most clinical way, he is, is despicable. He is corrupt and manipulative. And I say this not only because he sleeps his way through to power, but because his people were frankly scared of him. What, what has he done to bring such judgment from you? It's not from me. It's from his kingdom, from his, from his people. He manipulates those working for him he he orders thugs and high and and pays off merchants and lawmakers so everything goes his way he he's itching for his gracious loving kind father to die so he can take over that i, I know it, it doesn't i don't seem like the type of person on the surface to care about the people when that is absolutely the opposite. I would spend my days going into town, making sure that everyone was all right. Those were my finest days back in the kingdom in Marsember. I I just, I loved everyone that I looked after and to hear how frightened they were of Gawain coming to power broke my heart. And frankly, I'm a bit afraid of him. He has power within him that I I, I could not match were it to ever come to it. Agnes looks like furious. Like some something's been pulled over on her and she's like now she's been made a fool for like listening to someone who is antithetical to everything she believes in. So she's kind of fuming and you can see she's just like wanting to go off. But then she looks at Azara who's like, you know, 
clearly wringing her hands and stuttering over her words. And it's very uncharacteristic of Azara. So she kind of reaches out and touches Azara's hand. And she says, this seems very personal to you. And I appreciate you telling me about it. Has there been something personal about this that you would like to get off your chest? Azara kind of chuckles darkly and like appreciates the handholding and she goes not personal in a in a romantic way he's tried many times many many times and she says it again she's many many times and I always turned him down so don't think anything like that it, it is personal in a way but I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it just yet just know that I will give my life to protect you, Lady Crown Silver. And it is not just because it's my job, but it's because it's what I believe in. And I know that you believe in the people. And I finally have found someone to fight for that believes in the people. So I just wanted to thank you and wanted to make sure that you know that I'm here for you. That is one of the kindest things anyone's ever said to me. Thank you. Of course. And I hear you in this Gawain character will get no more attention and no more leeway from us. I appreciate it. And um, I don't blame you for finding him attractive or charming or whatever, but just know he uses spells on his hair. It's not all his. And she kind I, of was, I was just going to say that uh, <laughs> Agnes is like sipping, like bringing her tea to her lips. And she's like, so about that seemingly good hair. <laughs> <laughs> and Azara also like brings up to her lips. She's like, would you like to know all of his dirty secrets? Oh, yeah. <laughs> spilling the tea. Literally spilling the tea. <laughs> yep. Amazing. Cool. Uh, okay. Well, if you guys are happy with that, yeah. uh, then I, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to let Shitty drink, but I think he's good. Um, yeah. Uh, Tarkle, do you? So I think that when you arrive at the inn, uh, Willow Song goes up and she procures her own room. So she has a small amount of money. You can see she brings out like a little small purse and she counts out coins one by one. Like oh, I think this is enough. Um, pays for the room. Uh, the man sort of takes it and nods and gives her a room key. Um, and then she she makes her way up to that room. Basically, um, do you want to go knocking for her or do you wait for her to try and come to you? I think uh, Tarkle would go knocking for her. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You find her. Um, she uh, doesn't. She she's just kind of sat down on the bed. Uh, the window's open, and she's looking out onto the city. Um, it, this would be quite late at night because you guys were in the dinner, then had the fight. So it's kind of nighttime outside. Uh, the moon, all the city's streetlights are lit. The windows lit by candles. It's quite a pretty view, really, from this little inn. Um, and she's just kind of sat on the bed, looking out the window, looking a bit lost. Um, but she lets you in. Uh, I'm glad that you came i was hoping that we could talk at the dinner but um azara came and spoke with me first and then all of that happened um still a bit shaken up by it honestly uh, I'm, I'm sorry so you're not that magic wasn't familiar to you everything that happened back there it's difficult um familiar no uh, that eladrin I know of the Eladrin, obviously, um, being from my mother's realm and all. Um, I don't fully understand what was happening. I know that whatever was used was ancient and very, very powerful. Um, 
and whoever did this i mean when i spoke to that poor priestess that poor woman she had clearly been abused uh, used as some sort of weapon she just seems to get a bit upset sort of thinking about it and she kind of turns away um no, oh, um, I think Tarko happens. would grab her, like grab her hand if she's like, sure, and just like kind of console her a little bit. Like, I'm sorry, you don't, you don't have to talk about that. Can you just? There's ah. almost like a moment where it pulls away and then the hand softens and she just is like, "Thank you." Yes, uh, no, it, it's fine. Just, um, I'm not used to this place. After my mother sent me here to learn more about that awful man, uh, Davian, uh, just I've felt so lost. I'm not meant to be here. I'm meant to be in the woods. Uh, I'm more used to running around in streams and climbing trees than wearing dresses and and spying on people. It's it's just all been a bit much. And then tonight, I've, seeing people being hurt, it just it was a bit much. Yes, it was. Uh, I didn't expect that when we came to a ball. Uh, I know at the tournament there would be stuff, uh, you know, fights, but not 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 a dinner. No, no, not quite. Um, so your mother sent you here to learn of Davian. A mixture of things, but yes. Does she trust him? No, he is one of those. You you I know that you have spoken with my mother, Tarkle. He is one of the ones that she is concerned about. One of the weeds that she often speaks of in her garden. He is dangerous. He's ambitious. Uh, there is a nobility to him, but it is mired in arrogance and pride and revenge. In the short time I've been with him, I learned that the Cormoril family, they were exiled from Cormir for hundreds of years, long ago. And it's only been recently, I think in the last 10 years, perhaps, that their family line has been reinstated. They lost all of their ancestral land. Part of it is Evening Star. Part of it is the Kingswood, where you are from. He is angry. Um, he blames the Crown and the War Wizards for turning their backs on his family, that they were, they were treated wrongly. I think, well... I wanted to speak with you tonight because I, I think he's been up to something. I think that he may have been part of, well, I think he was behind the attack tonight, but also I know my mother worked with the thorn hand. I think that Davian may have done something with him. I, I think Davian may have employed Gaius to be more aggressive than he was or, or perhaps he was the one who put him in contact with my mother i i can't tell but he's behind a lot of this i think and i think that he's going to come for evening star mm, that does make sense he seemed he seemed upset with my sister and i when we told of how we took the keep mm. almost demeaning our accomplishment he sees himself as above you that's for certain he sees you as children whereas he should be the rightful ruler of that land. But what did you share with Azara? Mostly what I just said uh, about Lord Davian. I haven't told her much about my mother. 
I've told her that she was that she is a fae. Um, I haven't told her that you and my mother have spoken, not in detail anyway. Um, I don't think that that's my place to say. I said that I was sent here to spy on Moldavian and that I felt that he was up to something um, and that I wanted to help. Well, I think you can be a great help. Uh, being so close oh. to your mother, I, I know she's your mother, but does she mean well for my people? Azara and I spoke of this. Azara knows her as Shadowbriar. She, I think she thought that I was Shadowbriar, but obviously it's my mother's name. You've seen what she's like. She is a being that doesn't have the same morality as us. She is easily confused, or perhaps sometimes she doesn't see the mortal element of things. Uh, to her, a town, a life, they're but a blink of an eye. She is so old and so powerful. Sometimes it's hard for her to understand that. I do my best, but it's a struggle sometimes. But I do think she is ultimately has the right ideas the right intentions perhaps is a better phrase Cormir mm. is a bloody land it has had lots of wars lots of death around it i think that that's taken its toll on her and she was sending you here to inspect the weed before she plucked it herself or was she hoping we would be the gardener no i don't think that she I don't think she expected anything of your companions. I think that perhaps she does see something of a gardener in you, given your background. I understand you were quite the hunter with your father in the woods. I think perhaps perhaps she sees you more as a groundskeeper, somebody to cull the flock and dig up the weeds when they need to be dug. But she didn't send me. No, I, I, I couldn't possibly do anything like that. She suspected Davian of being the type of person that needs to be dealt with. And so I was sent to, well, I'm young and pretty. And she thought that that would help me blend in here, which it has. I don't want this. I, I want to go home. I want to go to the woods. I want to swim and I want to play. I don't want to be here. And she sees, she kind of like leans towards you a bit more at this. Um, there's obviously a bit more of a kind of kinship that she's feeling. She mm -hmm. kind of like leans her shoulder against yours as you're sat with her. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I would like lean in for support. Like as far as like, I'm not resting on her, but I'm like, hey, this is sturdy right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. What will it take for your mother to allow you to go and live life how you see fit? I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, a removal of greed and avarice from Arabelle, perhaps. This Lord Davian is not the only noble who has their faults. The Duchess, as well, is. Well, I wouldn't trust her. She's cunning and shrewd. And whilst I don't suspect she had anything to do with the attack on us tonight, that isn't to say that she wouldn't be willing to dispose of people causing her problems. There's a lot of dark rumours. Arabelle has fought off rebellions before. 
people suspect that Celeste would not be afraid to put down another one. Well, I don't know much of the Duchess. I believe I believe you for what you're saying, but I, I think I need more clarity on your mother's lines of what avarice truly is, because as you said, she doesn't have the same sense of, of you know, morality. Uh, we are flawed. People are flawed. Um, and I think there is a point at which people can be shown a new way and can be redeemed. And there is a point where people do not wish to change. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know where your mother thinks that is because we sat at a table tonight uh, overflowing of food and drink. And does she, she's only sent you to be concerned of Davian and the Duchess, but there were dozens of other nobles in there partaking. So there must be some line that she has. She kind of, yeah, you almost get the impression she doesn't quite know what to say, but she kind of nods and says, no, I understand your concerns. I, do, I wish I could tell you. I don't know. She gave me my instructions, but I can't say that I fully understand them either. The decadent lifestyles, like you said, it's not just those two. There are many merchants and nobles who act in that way. Um, I can try and help you to understand her, but you'd be better off speaking with her directly, I think. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm sorry it's come to this, but you can stay with us as long as you need. However long your mother has you in this plane, uh, you're more than welcome. Thank you, Tarko. I honestly don't know what I would have done after tonight if you hadn't been so kind, and, and the others as well. Can I ask you something? Do you... Do you miss home? In the Kingswood, I mean. Not the castle walls of Evening Star, but the village with your father, the streams and the woods. I miss laying under the stars, listening to the brook. I miss counting the leaves on trees as they are cast at shadows by the fireside. She kind of closes her eyes as she's listening to you, kind of just leaning up against you. Miss the scent of a newly grown oak, a freshly cooked fish. Keep going. And she just like kind of is happy to listen to you just talk about all this stuff. And then, mm -hmm. that's the like we kind of you know End this scene. is a movie. We kind of see the camera pull away from the window as you're just kind of talking about it, and you just she's kind of leaning against you with her eyes closed, um, and that's it. Um, <clears throat> before we wrap up, Marcel. Where Why? would Marcel be in an evening at the inn? Would you be downstairs drinking, up in your room alone? Um, I think depending how late in the evening it is, he might want to take the rare time of it being a little bit quieter and just kind of maybe walk around outside alone. Mm -hmm. Just kind of in what I'm Walking assuming is a much more like empty, empty streets of the town. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so you're kind of making your way through. I mean, it's still, it's a very large city, so there are still people out at night, sure. um, but it's quieter, much quieter. There are street lamps, uh, street lights with uh, glowing continual flame spells that keep going. After a while, though, um, coming from the direction um, of the palace, having, uh, and no, actually, they would have come back with you. Um, somebody comes following after you. Um, and you see the bright ginger hair of young Aaron uh, as he kind of chases after you, but not in a rapidly running way. 
in a kind of more solemn sort of like he's been following you and has now decided to approach and you can see that the corners of his eyes are all um worn his eyes are red um you can see that there are kind of like streaks of like what like tears but he's rubbed them away um and he kind of just calls out minister marcel i guess can i talk to you for a minute i guess a quiet evening's off the table i'm sorry i I know you like being on your own and i know I i know i'm a bit annoying um you look like shit boy what's going on i really thought i was gonna die mr marcel I really thought I was going to die in that cold fighting that thing. And it made me scared, but you weren't. Can you, can you teach me to fight properly? I mean, I I felt so useless and weak. And I know I make a joke out of it and everyone makes fun of me, but I don't ever want to be that scared again, please. Marcel will, uh, Marcel will draw his sword. You see that like, Aaron's like, eyes go a bit wide. He takes mm-hmm. a step back. And he's holding it like, you know, regular hold. And he kind of flips it so it's hilt out. He just kind of holds it forward, motioning for Aaron to take it. He kind of like reaches up. And you can see his hands are trembling. Like he kind mm-hmm. of reaches up and he goes to take it. I must you let him? Like he takes yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I'm just kind of he like can... assessing how he holds it and like how comfortable it looks with him. Okay, he kind of like takes the weight of it and then he tries to strike a punch. Like he, you can see that he's very clearly watched a lot of soldiers. And so he does stand like, but there's little things that are off. He stands in what he thinks is a good guard, but his feet are too wide and they could easily be knocked out from mm. under him. Um, you notice that he's not protecting his left side. He's just holding the sword in what he thinks is the right position. But you can see that there is a, a glimmer of like understanding there from having watched so many soldiers and the training at the keep and everything else. So uh, using some like fancy soldier footwork, I'll take a second, mm-hmm. I'll look at his stance mm-hmm. and then I'll... If I if I can, I don't know if you want me to check for it. I'll kick out one of his feet you and like to check for it. Yeah, trip yeah, him like, and then like grab the sword from him, but also like catch <gasps> him. Yeah, like you kind of grab him by like the arm, and he's just like, oh, and he he does. You can see that he's quite an agile boy because even as you trip him, he's already kind of half recovered, almost like a. And I think Marcel would notice this from when you and your brother were younger. It's that kind of street kid you know uh stance where mm-hmm. he's low and he's got his arm tucked in ready to like kind of lash out at somebody you get the sense that aaron's the kind of kid who's probably learned to fight other bigger kids and mm-hmm. he's learned to use like his gangly like size and stuff in his favor but he just doesn't have that formal training um but he does catch himself even though you've got him and he's kind of posed ready to strike and he's looking up at you and then he kind of cracks half a smile and he's just like yeah just something like that says he'll so um marcel will just have the sword reappear in his hand it just like disappears and says wow i don't think i can do that not likely once we get an open day we'll we'll have a good crack of dawn session see if we can fix that stance yeah that sounds good. Thank you. He kind of just gives you like a little nod 
uh i'll i'll let you enjoy your quiet evening i know that you uh you like being on your own and he just kind of smiles and then he'll trot off back towards the inn uh and i think that's where we'll end the episode that's a very nice little ending there Aaron, our little Bobby. <laughs> I love him so oh, much. Oh, God. So much. easy to know what to get to you guys with. I'm just like, put Aaron in danger. Make Aaron sad. And therefore, <laughs> you, you guys will love it. Did you when you created Aaron how important no. he would be? <laughs> no, no idea. I just thought, you know what? I'm going to give this baker a really annoying teenage son that I can use as a joke. And then, yeah, as soon as you guys loved him, I'm like, right, well, that's an NPC I'm going to develop now. And I'm going to have him have emotions and thoughts and feelings um he's a good boy good yeah, boy good. and yeah i'm sure that when i eventually kill him chat will come for my blood stop right, it. hold on stop. Stop. Hold on, hold right on. Now. <laughs> um great well thank you very much for the great episode guys uh any any thoughts any things any kind of burning questions that you know i won't answer i always love did, doing a little did debrief. they kiss did they, did they kiss did they i leave kiss? that that's up to that's up to shady i leave that to shady, shady man did they, did they kiss i don't think Tarkle kissed her. No! Not on night one. I'm sorry. He just wouldn't. He's like, he wouldn't do that. He just wouldn't. Too much but, of a gentleman. But, but do, yeah. d- d- does he want to kiss her? He wants to. I actually, I think Tarkle wants to kiss her. <gasps> yes! Yeah. I think, I think the overwhelming sense of familiarity and then combined with, you know, like Mark said, she's a young, pretty girl. And yeah. And so, she's from okay. the forest. And, and Tarkle's young as well. Like, Tarkle's yeah. not like a wizened, you know, mature man. He's, no. you know, a young man as well. Yeah. The season nice. finale is just recreating Kiss the Girl, except it's <laughs> all of us. Copyright street on Wizards account. I love it. I love how I can come on the official D&D channel and I can have half of an episode that is basically about shipping and interpersonal wholesome conversations. Yeah, that's what we're about. That's it, man. Like the human we had experience. A, we had fights against winter wolves and Eladrin and combat with ice and frost, and now it's all about the the role play. Don't role forget play the gay play. longing. There was a there was a half a second of gay longing. Oh, that's, I mean that's like the consistent ongoing <laughs> saga of Azara and Elissa. <laughs> true, um, true, true. That I love as well. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I've now just got a million more NPCs that I need to track as well. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Uh, you do it to yourself, Mark. It's not our fault. I gotta if you say, make your NPCs worse, we won't want them around. It's yeah. true. Like you... Gawain. Oh, like Gawain. But Listen, you made Gawain that Gawain seems pretty wizard. deep. I don't know. I don't know. He's like... a cool dude, right? Like, fake news. What a nasty woman spreading <laughs> oh, all these lies dude, about oh him. Oh, my God. It was the, the combination of me realizing that it was just Anna and Mika on screen and then you in chat, I ha- I was I was done. I could not hold myself. There were a lot of like biting my tongue so hard it was almost bleeding because of what was happening in chats yeah. today. Yeah. So well done, all of you performers and comedians. It's I appreciate true. you. But also uh, well done with Mark's NPC skills. The fact that you said that you pulled that war wizard out of nowhere and gave him such detail, like... Everybody in chat. Poggers, dude. Very poggers. Poggers. Uh, uh, I will take a good poggers any day. Um, (laughs) I do think that uh, the very last minute bit between Aaron and Marcel got my heart today. That was was. my. I got to go back and rewatch. And look, he he knows it as well. It was like, Mm -hmm. as soon as I present him with that option, he's like, I know what I'm going to do with this. (laughs) Like, yeah, I've got this. It's like he will grow on him. <laughs> he will. I will make I will make Marcel like him somehow. Um 
So nice. Well, perfect. Well, let's do some shout outs. Uh, and then next week, or I think, yeah, next week is the last episode of season one. So... Yeah, and nice. I will say on that note, thank you to everybody who has been tweeting and letting D&D know that you really like yep. the show. It means a lot. And we have been in talks with them. They seem to be very open to continuing. So talks are going very well and we very much appreciate all your support. It means a lot and it has helped. Yeah, and the best thing you can do, the absolute best thing you can do if you'd like to see more Evening Star is go out and tell people to watch it. Like it's one of those things. There are so many amazing D&D shows out there it's very hard to stay on top of them. So if you really want people to check out the show and you want the more of the show, best thing you can do is be like, hey, you should watch Nights of Evening Star. Here's the link. Spread it around. Tell people what you like about it. That's the best way you can help. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's do some shout outs and let us start with a man of few words, but a big heart, Nate Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Mark Humes? How dare you? <laughs> um... Hi, I uh, have, what am I doing? Good question. <laughs> I don't know. I've been... Everyone think about it. I think I you make really songs been... or something. Something like that. Oh yeah, I have an album coming out in two weeks that has, a, has music songs on it. So if you like <laughs> music songs, you can pre-order at my website, uh, http colon slash slash www.natewantstobattle.com and it will take you wow i'm uh, this bit's going way too long i tag shady <laughs> who did you tag me who did you tag yes tagged you tagged i you. was laughing over your funniness okay um really quick are those music songs i can listen to with my ears yeah you can literally listen to music songs with your ears all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out that that mm-hmm. website then that you just spelt out that I'm not gonna continue that bit. Hi guys, I'm Shady Penguin. Um, I am uh, my son turned seven months today, so you can give a poggers to Wesley. Champ. Um, yeah, super Champ. big, super big chunk boy now, and uh, I uh, am in love with Genshin Impact. Uh, I'm all about the waifus, honestly, and <laughs> I think you can play it without spending any money. So download it today. Hashtag not an ad. I'm gonna tag Anna. Thanks. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, the 17th, this coming Saturday, will be the next episode of Pawns and Patrons, which is a once a month, four hour long role-playing show that is meant to be drop-inable, um, kind of a meat grinder type thing, but with some really, really fun characters and a lot of great role players. So that will be at 10 a.m. Pacific on Saturday on my channel and all of the other channels of the people who play. So tune in. We're also doing a charity thing this weekend. So if you love supporting good causes, this is, I can't remember the exact name but it's for a um online harassment um and crisis hotline for people to call so um that and then uh the following monday nope there's no show just kidding that's the only thing only watch that and everything else all these people are doing i tag mark (laughs) thank you anna uh I have got a bunch of stuff going on, actually. The main thing is you can check out my own D&D show, which is called High Rollers D&D. We stream every Thursday and Sunday, UK times. Um, follow us, High Rollers D&D, pretty much everywhere. Uh, YouTube, all the episodes are on YouTube. It's also available on Spotify as a podcast, yada, yada, yada. The other big thing, uh, which I haven't had a chance to talk about ma- a lot because of we took the break, I have started up a brand new YouTube channel. It's just called Sherlock Humes. 
Um, and it's all about D&D and LARP content. So there's only a couple of videos on there so far. It's only been going for a couple of weeks now, um, but there's things like how to start playing Dungeons & Dragons. So if you want to get people into it, that's a really good video to kind of say, hey, this is what d and is about. Uh, there's how to be a better dungeon master. And then I also did a very silly um, LARPwish.com haul, which apparently people friggin' love. Um, I don't know why it did so well, but it's done very well. Um, but yeah, it's Sherlock Humes. It's a brand new YouTube channel. Uh, go and sub up to that. Would be really appreciated. Uh, and I will tag Mika. Hello! I'm Mika. Um, everybody should go to my Twitter because I posted a very funny Kingsman-related tweet about Knights of the Evening Star, <laughs> and I thought it was funny. Um, I will endorse it is funny. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I don't have much going on, uh, but a new Critter Hug is coming out soon. Uh, I don't Yay. know the exact date, so keep your eye out for that on the Critical Role channel. Uh, lots of wholesome finger gunning. Um, I love DD. Oh, uh, it's not really content, but keep an eye on my social medias uh, uh, because I am going back to figure skating lessons. So if you want to see me uh, on the ice again and watch my figure skating videos, those will be coming soon. I oh. uh, hopefully in a few months, pro probably a lot of months, I'm going to be choreographing an actual program. Uh, for competing, possibly. So, if you want to cheer me on Shovel for you. Mika so on ice, cool. uh, yeah, that's that's gonna be coming soon. I will be bruised a lot, <laughs> uh, so apologies. That crossing our fingers for our season two. If I am broken, because figure skating sometimes <laughs> breaks me, but that's that's all. I have a dog. Her name is Rini. Go to her Instagram. <laughs> that's all that's going on in my life. Amazing. I have, uh, one, yeah. I have one more thing really oh. quick, actually, before I Nate, forget. Nate, one go. minute. Um, yeah, one minute. Okay. I know everyone in North America has Facebook yelling at them, but also vote. 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 Hey, yeah. Vote, Sorry. That please. is a thing in the U.S., uh, especially. Please go and vote. Please. Especially yep. in that country that is completely, well, Mark said it all. Yeah. I, I mean, look, my country ain't doing too much better right now, but I, trust me, if I lived in the US, I'd be voting a hell of like, I'd be out there voting like a maniac. So gonna vote, go and do vote it. So hard. Vote, vote real hard. So hard. Also, really quick, if this is your first time voting uh, in an election, after this, there's a lot more elections to vote in, not just every four years. Vote in those yes. two. Those yeah, are very vote important. Vote in general state those elections. Those are incredibly important. Uh, go to all the bipartisan websites so you can be as informed as possible. Look up your propositions. They're sometimes confusing. Um, all this. Vote with also, your heart. It's, it's not hard to register to vote. It seems like a very scary and hard thing, but literally google easy way to register to vote and it will take you a few minutes pretty sure it's vote.org yeah <laughs> love it yes. yeah. love it great reminder nate um Thank that's nate. it from us we will see you next week for le finale of season le finale! one i don't know what i'm gonna do for it will it be epic will it just be a normal episode i don't know find out <laughs> either way it will be great mark we love it'll be you. great <laughs> bye bye Freddie.